I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land. I would also like to pay my respects to elders past, present and future. I'm sure you've heard that introduction many times, right? At events, school assemblies, meetings. But what if I told you it could be a lot more? Should be a lot more and at a bare minimum should be done by a lot more people. Acknowledgement of country are one way we can demonstrate that we recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and heritage, an important step towards reconciliation, especially if we understand it and mean it. Today, I'm joined by Rhys Paddock, an Aboriginal educator, presenter and artist. He has a fresh new perspective on how we can use acknowledgements of country to show our respect and appreciation for traditional Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture authentically. Oprah, Steve Jobs, Andrew Denton, Arndo. To me, these guys are masters of communication. The rest of us, well, mainly you, because I'm a pro, fumble our way through. Comical examines this funny little thing called communication that can either tear us down or make us sore. Join me, I'm an amateur comedian and a communication expert. Join me and listen, learn and laugh through the experiences of my very talented guests. Welcome, Reese. Thank you. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Where is here for you? Where are you recording from? My geographical location is in Perth, which is a part of Western Australia. If we're talking about the traditional countries, the traditional country that I'm on, I am on Wajak country, which is a part of the Noongar nation. That's where I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm in Sydney. Yep. Um, in San Susie, but... If I was to tell you from a traditional perspective where I am, I couldn't. And that's probably why I wanted to speak to you today. So last year when this Black Lives Matter movement started or came to a head really after the murder of George Floyd, one of the things that I became really aware of and embarrassed about was the fact that I knew more and engaged more in Black American culture than I knew about our own local Indigenous culture. And I made a promise to myself that in 2021, I'm going to follow more Indigenous people on social than I do, you know, Black American celebrities on social. And I want to learn more about our own culture. And so where I wanted to start and how I came to you is, one, I read an interview you did that was really funny. And I thought this guy's perfect for comical. (laughs) And secondly, I know that you're an educator and you teach people about Indigenous culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Perfect. What would you like to know? Give me some questions. Well, I thought, <laughs> I thought we could start as, a, as somebody who's in communication. I was interested in the role of communication when it comes to reconciliation. And one of the starting points I thought could be learning about the acknowledgement of country. I've heard them so many times, but I don't know what they mean and why we do them. Let's start yeah. there. What is acknowledgement of country? I was exactly like you. And I think most people are kind of at this stage where they go to a forum or a meeting or an assembly or something, and then you see it, but you don't get any context as to what it is. It happens more and more often, and you get the same thing or slightly different every time. And again, and now it's just kind of become this accepted thing that people do without context. Yes. So my first job was at local high school. And I actually used to go to this high school as a student. Don't ask me how that happened. <laughs> but I was what would they called an AIEO. Now, this was an, this is an Aboriginal and Islander educational officer. That was my role. And this role was to 
support for the Aboriginal students at the high school. And it's kind of like, a, you know, mediating between them and the, the teachers and the parents and getting them to school and providing tutoring and, and mentorship and all these kind of things. But the other thing that they asked me to do was this acknowledgement of country, right? Now I became the guy. Oh, and by the way, before, so this was in 2009 when I started this job, the first time I can remember an acknowledgement of country was probably in 2005. So it was kind of a new-ish thing that was being implemented, at least from my school, it, sort of 2005 when I was in year 10. The only context I had up until this point was, this is something that people do at the assembly, and I think it's something that we do out of respect. That's all. Now, fast forward to when I was doing this job again. So what they do is they give me this script and they say, all right, Reese, this is part of your role and position as an AIEO is to read this script before the uh, the national anthem and after the VIPs come into the assembly. I said, okay, that's cool. I'll, I'll do that. And so you pick up this script and of course you go, <clears throat> good morning, parents, teachers. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians on the land of which we stand, the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation and pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. Thank you. And you walk off, right? And then you do this again and again and again and again and again. And I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, okay, whatever. It's just, just, it's just a thing that you do. Okay. And then I had one of those like epiphany moments where they invited me to the graduation ceremony for the year 12. And they told me, they said, Reese, you cannot spend more than one minute on this acknowledgement. It is so important. You can't spend, it's like the, the timing is so tight in this thing. I'm sorry, you can only spend a minute, okay? And I kind of thought, and it was at that point, I'm like, my God, the only reason they invited me was to fill, to tick this box. I felt like this was just being, I'm just being like tokenized now at this point. And, you know, I was like, so I, so I asked the question like, well, what is this? What are the rules to this? Like, who's in charge of the acknowledgements of country? And what what is a welcome to country? Like, I've seen elders come in on NAIDOC week and they've done a welcome, but it's a welcome and acknowledgement or is acknowledgement a welcome? So I started asking these questions, right? So I left that job. So I quit right there and then. No, I didn't. I, I, afterwards, <laughs> I, I, left, I left later. And then, Damn. The drama then I, would have been good. I was like, how dare you? I've spent two minutes. No. <laughs> and then I, I went and worked other places and I saw how other people were doing acknowledgements and I saw how other people were doing welcomes and I started to gather this understanding of what it is that we're actually doing. And the short answer is an acknowledgement of country is simply an acknowledgement of people and place. Technically speaking, all right, so technically, without, without the cultural Aboriginal side of things, you could call the Australian National Anthem an acknowledgement of country. That's what you're doing, right? It, you're singing about, you're, it's an acknowledgement of country. So let's just leave it there. It is an acknowledgement of people and place, okay? A welcome to country, is not to be confused, in, this, in the same respect, is a traditional protocol which is done by our elders and people of importance over thousands and thousands of years, and it's been adapted to a modern forum, okay? So a traditional welcome to country is something that would be like at a certain time of year, two different clans might meet up and they might be exchanging goods and they might be there might be some marriages and they might be so what they know that the these people, X people and Y people at a certain time of year would meet up. And this traditional welcome to country might have been a ceremony which lasted for days or even yeah. sometimes weeks. Okay? Right. okay. So again you can't you can't do that today in, in the modern society. But what we do today is we've taken elements of that and that's when a traditional elder will come in and do a welcome to country. An acknowledgement of country is simply a response or an acknowledgement of being welcome on this country from a traditional perspective. So the analogy here, which I think you might have read in, in the transcript of the other interview that I did, 
is that a welcome to country is simply if I was to come to your house, to your place, only you can welcome me into that space. That's your cultural space. You know, you've got your rules, you've got your way of inviting people and you might say, hey, Reese, you mind leaving your shoes at the front door, you know, or, you know, and then that's your welcoming in, welcome me in. You might say, hey, you know, might give me a beer and you might give me a hug. And that's your way of welcoming me. Only you can do that. And acknowledgement is me simply coming into your space and saying, hey, thanks for inviting me over. You know, oh, you got a lovely place here, you know, and that's just how I reciprocate and articulate my appreciation for the space that I'm in. That's what an acknowledgement of country is. So does the acknowledgement of country have to come before or after a welcome to well, country or can it just happens on its own? You're thinking in like the process mind, right? So it's like, yeah, like what's the correct rules and what's the right wording and what is the correct, and it's like, Okay, everybody has their own process, all right? Every business and organization has their own. So some businesses will say, okay, we do acknowledgements of country at this meeting, at this context, at this forum, and that's when we do it. For me, personally, I kind of come at it from the right brain perspective of like, just do it whenever you want to do it, whenever you feel called to do it, whenever you think it's important to you. Because the danger of implementing an acknowledgement of country as something that you have to do without the context, it kind of builds tokenism. It can build tokenism. So that becomes this sort of thing. So when you say, like, when should it be implemented, it's more like, well, everybody implements it in their own way with their own process. But I think it's more like, well, when should you acknowledge country when I walk into your house? Well, I do it when you invite me in and uh, I do it in my own special sort of way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about context then. Why is it even important to do? I think it's important in the sense that it's a way that Australians can be invited into this thing where it's what I, I like to think of it like one very small section of our story together as, as Australians, as Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal Australians, where we can really, on an individual level, practice what I like to think as true reconciliation. And I say this because an acknowledgement of country doesn't have to be this politically correct tick the box thing that we think we have to do for aboriginal people this this is what it can be and this is like if the individual sees it that way then okay well that's what it is to you but i think this is where it can be something where it's like well no this could be where australians are invited to partake in an exchange uh where they can find it valuable to them so for all of us right so it's not necessarily about i'm going to do this for Aboriginal people, because it's a respectful thing to do for Aboriginal people. It's like, oh, okay, here's a space where I can actually talk about connection to country and land and people and place. And how do I articulate it in a way which makes sense to me as an individual and, and me as a, a member of this community and me as somebody who is living on this country? So it's a way we can really sort of play together in a way which is beneficial, I think, for everyone. So that's a reason why it's important. I guess another reason why it's important is because I guess it, it can really set the stage. It depends on the forum and it depends on what it is that you're talking about. But I think a, a good acknowledgement of country, I use it as this sense of like grounding before we get into the business. Because the business is always the business. You're going to get in there and you're going to talk about X, Y, and Z at the meeting and the assembly and the forum and you're going to do the thing and you're going to go through process, process, process. And acknowledgement of country is a great practice where you could simply go, you know what, before I start today, you know, I just want to take a moment and just acknowledge you sitting there where you are now. I appreciate you. You know, it means a lot to me that I get to exchange with you in this time and this place because that's what's that's what's meaningful to me. And so it gives you an opportunity to really bring people in and connect with you first before you go through process land, you bring out the script and you talk about X, Y, and Z. You see what I mean? Hmm. 
It's nice. Yeah. It humanizes the moment too. But is there a set template on how you conduct it? Are there words you must say or can you do it in your own way? You used a great example of Zoom, which made me laugh. Oh. Oh, can yeah, you, oh, can yeah, you yeah, share yeah, that? Yeah. I do this training online a lot of the time. It's funny because it's like, well, how do you do an acknowledgement of the country over Zoom? So I usually go, oh, look, I'd like to acknowledge the Zoom people of the Silicon Valley nation and pay respects to their <laughs> technicians, both past, present and emerging. And I chuck a bit of humour into the, in there with that. Cause, and people go, oh, like, is it... Because I'm using, I'm obviously using the template that everybody's ever heard of, yeah. but I'm sort of going, I'm putting it in the, in, the, in the context of like, don't think about this too much, and let's maybe use a little bit of humour. But uh, you know, the, the template that I call it the template, it's it's like what I mentioned before when I read out the script for my school. So there's always this sort of, um, there is sort of a structure or a, or an indication on how you can do it. And I like to say in my training, I'm like. That's the structure when you sort of start. That's like the structure that I use, that what most people use. But I think that the the best thing you can do is move completely away from that structure eventually, you know, if, if you feel comfortable in doing so. Because, um, like I said, that structure sort of binds you to just words. So when I do my acknowledgements, you know, I, I don't really try to think about it in like, I would like to acknowledge the ex-people of the ex-nation and acknowledge this and acknowledge that and thank you and good night. You know, you know, I like to talk a little bit about, you know, why I'm here, why it means something to me. But yes, the, the structure usually is on its basic. It is acknowledging the traditional peoples of the country, right, to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the ex-people of whatever nation. So you mentioned yourself, you don't know where you're at. You're in Sydney. So Sydney is Gadigal people. Gadigal people are a part of the Yora nation. The Yora Nation and the Gadigal, and I believe that the Yora Nation is a nation of, I think, 21 or 26 clans. You've got a lot of clans in that area, whereas Noongar country here is 14. Wajak country is one of 14 clans. So in this case, in your case, I would say, you know, the template edition, I would say, I'd like to acknowledge the, the Gadigal people of the Yora Nation and pay respects to elders, past, present, and leaders emerging, you know? So that would be sort of the, the basic. Where would I even go to find out where I am, what the land is that I sit on or the, the land is that, you know, I might, if I'm travelling for business and I'm going to a new area, how do I find that information? Uncle Google, because he's going to be your best friend because that's what I do. That's what I do. I, you know, it's not like there's any um, – and, look, you, you do get – but what I, what I do recommend to people all the time as well is don't just go on the first link. Click on, like, a couple links. <laughs> get it right. Or you'll be cancelled quick, fast, mate. Well, yeah, because, like, sometimes you'll find that there's conflicting information. We're lucky on Noongar country because the 14 clans here are all very aware of geographically where they are placed. Some places are contested. So some places are like, I believe, like Melbourne with them calling nation. I think there's, like, some discussion about geographically what clan is a part of that, that geographical space of Melbourne. And sometimes you'll find a bit of conflicting information. In doing an acknowledgement, you wouldn't want to get it wrong in the sense of acknowledging ex-people of Kulin Nation when half of the people you're talking to are the Y people of the Kulin Nation. Do you see what I mean? So do a little bit of research is what I'm saying when you look up Google, you know? And are you referencing the land in which you, the presenter or the facilitator of a meeting or a conference, you know, where you currently are as the person giving the acknowledgement or is it about where your audience is? So let's take an online scenario. We're all doing stuff online now, people from everywhere. Mm. How would you conduct an acknowledgement of country in that scenario? 
Okay, so after I go, I'd like to acknowledge the Zoom people of the Silicon Valley Nation. <laughs> Which I only you that, can okay. do. If anyone else did that, I'm sure we'd be dead meat, right? Nah, as far as I know, I'm the only one who's ever <laughs> tried. tried. <laughs> I would usually say, look, I didn't, and then I'd bring it back to the reality, okay, because I'm trying to bring it away from the script. And I say, well, look, it is difficult doing an acknowledgement of country over Zoom. Right, because you are in a different place to where I am. But here's the interesting thing, right? Here's something that you and I can both share. That what we can both share is that we are sharing the same country, or in this case, the, the Nungas call it Bujar. Bujar is country. Bujar is land. You know, we can use whatever word to describe the country. You could, we could say Perth or Wajak or Nungar or Bujar or country or land. But what is connecting me and you is the fact that we are in this space together, and that's worth celebrating. That's worth acknowledging because this is home to me. As an Aboriginal and a non-Aboriginal person, as Reese, this is my home, and this is yeah. a home to you in whatever aspect, in whatever context it is to you. So it's actually important that there's no more or less value on the hierarchy of power of Indigenous and non-Indigenous. Some people might disagree with me here, but there's no there's no value. This is what the elders have taught me in my in any way is that it's not about putting a hierarchy on the importance of the person. It's necessarily it's about understanding and connecting to the country that you're on because it's an important part of your identity and who you are and who I am and what we actually share. So as Australian people living in Australia, it's sort of this great opportunity to acknowledge country and go, actually, well, what does this mean to me? So when somebody comes up and does an acknowledgement, I love it when they go, I'm going to tell you a little story about this tree over here. I used to climb this tree. You know what I'm saying? I go, oh, now you're connecting me with this specific thing on this country right here. You know, or I grew up around the corner there, you know, and then around the corner there, that's where I learned this and this and this. And I go, okay, well, now you're acknowledging country the way that I'm understanding it in a way that it's moving away from the script and connecting me more with you. You see? Okay. I get that. Is there a time when we shouldn't do it? Like if we're doing it and it's tokenist, like you, for example, had the courage to walk away months later from being forced to read something off a script. Reading something off a script, is that so bad? I mean, if there's people like me who might be nervous and feel a little uncomfortable because they've never done it before and certainly don't want to get it wrong. There wouldn't be anything necessarily wrong with doing that. Straight off the script. No. Because I think part of what I like about acknowledgement of country now that I understand it is it's also about making a statement that, you know what, we're one. We're sharing. This is a history that we share and we're we're united in this history. It's It's part of the Australian identity. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's nothing wrong with the script, right? There's nothing inherently wrong with the script. Because again, I started with the script. Everybody's, everybody reads the script. The script is yeah. fine. What I say is that I think that we shouldn't just settle on the script is all that we can do and put it in this box and forever leave it at the script because that's the safe zone of like, this is the right words to say. And this is where, you know, nobody will get offended. And like, this is the right. I think, I think that we can have room to be a little bit more ambitious, a little bit more personal in our approach to how we articulate our genuine connection to country. That's all it is. So the script is fine. It's just that the script can be without the context and without yeah, without the context can potentially turn into, again, tokenism because it kind of did for me and, yes, and I know it does yeah. for a lot of other people as well. So I go, okay. But again, if it's if people that are kind of going, oh, well, uh, I want to do an acknowledgement of a country, where do I start? It's like, well, yeah, start with the script, man. Start, start with that if that's what you want to do. But then once you get a little bit more confident, I would start adding a little bit to that and start making a little bit more personal because, you know, that's what I'd like to hear with, with whatever forum or assembly that you're, that you're hosting or opening or talking in. Uh, but your question was what not to do, right? Yeah. What not to do. So I always think of this thing like, 
again, I'm sort of going back to like avoiding the tokenism of it. There's this interesting phenomenon which happens, and I call it dominoing your acknowledgements, right? Uh, you might be at a, at a forum where you have five speakers, and then you've got a welcome to country, and you know where this is going. Yeah. You got a welcome to country, yeah, yeah. and you get the first speaker that comes up, and they go, "I'd like to acknowledge," and then they speak, and then you got the second speaker, and they go, "Ah, oh, no, I'd like to acknowledge," and then you got the third, and the fourth, and the fifth speaker, and then everybody's doing this acknowledgement. Okay, the way I explain this one now, I'm not saying not to do this. What I am saying is that if you, as the speaker, are you the third speaker, and you're going to come into this, all I'm saying is ask yourself the question: Am I going to do this acknowledgement because I want to do this acknowledgement? Or am I going to do this acknowledgement because I fear that I'm going to be a bad person? I'm going to be seen like I'm not doing the right thing. If it's that one, then I'd suggest don't do it because then you're tokenizing it. Then you're making it a tick the box, and then it's not genuine connection to you because 99% of people are actually going to be really good at understanding your intention. And I'm pretty aware when I'm listening to the third speaker talk when they just feel like they have to do this tick the box thing, as opposed to the person that actually wants to get up and speak and go, "Let me tell you why this country is important to me." And why I want to take a very small amount of this time to acknowledge and respect that. You see what I mean? So when you say, "What shouldn't we do?" I say, try to think about your approach to not tokenize it. And in this context, with the dominoing effect of the acknowledgement of country, that's something that happens quite a bit. So in that way, it's like, well, don't do it unless you want to do it. You see? Yeah, it's kind of well intentioned, but without meaning. Yeah. And what we're striving for is the meaning. So let me ask you this then: If I was to do acknowledgement of country, and I want to personalise it, right? So I'm I'm Lebanese Australian, and if I was opening an event or a launch or whatever it might be, and I wanted to personalise it um, and connect it back to my experiences on the land, say we were at Darling Harbour, and I said, you know, I remember coming here as a kid and playing basketball on those basketball courts or climbing that tree. Is that relevant? I think so. I'd like to know that. That's connecting me to you. That's that's you setting up, you're your, your personalising it to, to tell me who you are. Because, again, it's about acknowledging people and place, right? So, you know, if you tell me who you – and, of course, if you're, a, if you're a speaker or a presenter – I would expect you to talk about X, Y, and Z of whatever's in my, yeah. whatever I expect you to talk about. But if I don't know who you are, I'm not really going to connect you as well as if I knew who you are. So, of course, if you tell me a little bit about your background, this is just me personally, some people might think that's not relevant. But is it relevant to the acknowledgement of country? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think is so. Is it relevant it to that? Be. Right, okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you think that we should know? I don't want to have people listening and then going out oh. and doing, again, being well-intentioned but doing everything wrong. Some people ask the question when to do a welcome as opposed to acknowledgement or, like, do we do a welcome and an acknowledgement at the same time? So I think what's important to note as well, which probably should be mentioned, is that everyone's got their own sort of different politics and way of doing things. So every country that I go to, when I say country, I mean, like, different Aboriginal yeah. countries and Noongar country and yeah. Gamaji country and Yorta country, you know, everybody has their own different ways of doing things. So when you're dealing with the welcome to country, see now you're in a, now you're in a traditional protocol area where it's, it's beyond, you've got to seek the right people. 
members of those specific areas can conduct a traditional welcome to country or people of importance or people with the permission. So for example, you wouldn't ask any Aboriginal person that you see, hey, can you do a welcome to country? Because the answer is probably not. And also, you know, you've got to go through the right channels of finding the right elders and the right people. So I always say, people always ask the question, what do I do? Who do I ask? So what I would do is I would reach out to my local land council if I didn't know any local Aboriginal elders personally, which a lot of time people don't. Or if you know any Aboriginal people, if you've got any Aboriginal friends, usually they might know an, a local elder or they might be related to a local elder or auntie or uncle or someone. And again, I just do a little bit of research to try to find out, you know, who might be an appropriate person. And a, a welcome to country can be done in many different ways. So sometimes a welcome to country can be an elder who comes up and speaks a little bit of language, or it could be an elder that comes in, does a smoking ceremony, or it could be somebody that comes in with their nephews and nieces and they do a traditional dance, or it might be somebody that comes in, plays the dig and the tapping sticks. They all have their own specific procedure on how to welcome country. And what I would also recommend people do is I leave it in the elders' hands as to how they perform and how they present the welcome to country. And I say this in the sense of, because a lot of people go, well, we've only got five minutes, so can we get an elder to come in and do this for five minutes? It's going to be a little bit difficult for somebody to come in and do it for five minutes genuinely and authentically. So usually what I'd do is I'd look for an elder and I'd say, hey, this is what I've got going on. How much time do you need to do whatever it is that you do to do your procedure and how to welcome the country? And usually it might be, might be five minutes, might be 10 minutes, you know? So I kind of leave it in their court to see how they want to present their welcome. When I'm asking for someone or looking for someone to do this, does the welcome to country differ depending on the type of event it might be? So what kind of information is important to provide oh. when you're seeking someone to do this? Again, if I would just let that elder know what it is that you're doing, you know, because they would probably adapt their knowledge to suit whatever it is that you're doing. So, you know, a welcome to country at a, at a NAIDOC event would be very different to them doing a welcome to country at a local event with, you know, 20 people opening the local store or whatever it is, you know. Again, I, I just let them know, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is my name, this is what we do, and we are looking for somebody to open with a welcome to country. We've got 10 minutes that we have to do this by, but we're willing to be flexible depending on what it is that you can provide or you can offer, I think. And is there an event that's too small to do a welcome to country? Like, let's, I don't know, I'm thinking of people listening who might have a small or medium business, right? And they maybe they're, they're opening a new shop or they're opening a conference. When is a welcome to country appropriate or, or necessary? It's always difficult to answer this question just because there's so many, there's so many different variables. Like, for example, we would get together with my previous job, we would get together and work with an elders group, for example. And every time we would go and work with it, it would be like, you know, 15 people. And then one of the elders would just simply do a quick welcome to country in language there in that context. If you're asking, like, what is the most appropriate time and situation to invite an elder to do a welcome to country, I would say, like, I usually sort of default to, like, depending on the importance of what it is, like, let's, you don't, you don't want to do it at every assembly at every school, get a welcome to country in, right? Because then it sort of becomes 
again, it could become potentially tokenistic. I kind of half expect welcomes to be done when there are important things that are happening. This is opened. Okay, uh, welcome to country. We have now built this new building. Okay, welcome to country. You know, oh, this is big event on for reconciliation week. Welcome to country. So I sort of place the welcome in the situation of great importance to what it is that we do. Everything else can be acknowledgement if you want it to be. I think that's just my process. That's the way I do it. Some people might think differently. And so where would we check? If we wanted to and we wanted to make sure we were doing the right things, who would we consult? Is there other information sources, for example, that you could just simply go and kind of sense check Um, and make sure you're doing the right things? Yeah, again, it's like on, on a surface level, you'll find pretty much anything you need to know on Google. If you type in what is an acknowledgement of country, you'll get a synopsis of what I've just said. If you type in how to do an acknowledgement of country, you're going to come across the script. So it's it's all pretty readily available on the surface level. On the surface level, it's there. So it wouldn't be too hard to come across that information. I guess the next step, which I'm hoping a lot of people sort of invite themselves into is, again, how do we make this a little bit more genuine, a little bit more progressive, a little bit more authentic, and a little bit more something that people can really resonate with and really find importance in, you know? Okay, cool. Riz, I'm going to ask you one last question because I'm still not clear on it myself, uh-huh. okay? And that could be because I'm <laughs> slow. I understood the acknowledgement to be about acknowledging our First Nations peoples. So why is my own personal take important in that scenario? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Okay, at the core, at the core of what an acknowledgement is attempting to achieve here is acknowledging people and place within the context of Aboriginal Australia, Aboriginal people, Aboriginal place. So again, you can, of course, think of it like, all right, to be safe, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to acknowledge the Aboriginal people of the Aboriginal space and acknowledge the Aboriginal people and the Aboriginal elders and see you later. And a lot of people are comfortable with doing that because it, it creates a sense of humility for them. And they think, well, I don't need I don't need to talk about myself or involve myself in this process because, you know, I, I feel like I'd like to, you know, represent, you know, for Aboriginal Australia. And in that case, it's like, okay, if that's your process and that's what you like to do, then that's fine too. Again, what I'm encouraging is not you have to include yourself. I'm just saying that don't feel like you don't have to include yourself, you know. Don't feel like you have to be in that position where it's all about the external as opposed to the internal. What I am saying is that me personally, sitting and listening and watching people, if you introduce yourself to me, it connects me to you before I listen to what you have to say about Aboriginal Australia. And I think that's an advantage. You see what I'm saying? So the way I'm framing it, that's that's how I'm framing it, is that don't think that you're not important in this because you are, but at the same time, if you feel like, all right, I don't think that I want to introduce myself or I'd like to take a more humble humility approach to this, that's also fine as well. Really, there's no right way to do a acknowledgement of country, okay? There is a processed way. There is a process way in businesses and organizations. Everybody's got their process way. And in that, that context, there are right ways. But to the core of what it is, there's no right way. There's just your way. It's just like there's no right way of how I'm going to thank you for inviting me into your house, right? There's no right way to do that. There is a there is a general expected way and there is sort of a process way. It's your way. It's your way. You see? Wow. Thank you so much no, for joining you. me. I've learned so much. <laughs> and I have no doubt I'll be checking in with you throughout the year. All the best.
Yeah, I hope so. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate you. I'd like to acknowledge you and your podcast and the people that are listening to you and acknowledge and respect, you know, that this is something that we all enjoy doing together and that we all do it out of the feeling of connecting and learning together. So, you know, that's important too. Thank you so much. Take care, Reese. Thank you. And that's comical for this week. If you'd like to join the show, suggest a topic or ask me a question, hit me up on Instagram at Daggle or email me, comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. See ya.